Wake up, America. It's Morning Air with John Morales. Si, senor. Sarah Tafoya. And Glenn Leverins. This is Morning Air. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Wake up, America. It's Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Morning Air on the Memorial of the Abbot St. Anthony. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverins and producer Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be with you on this Tuesday here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Tuesdays, we always remember the guardian angels. Pray often to your guardian angel asking for help. Uh, Tuesdays is the day that we remember the importance of the guardian angels. Now, 2022 was a big year for the pro-life movement, but the, the biggest work is just beginning. In celebration of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and in continued prayer for an end to abortion in every state, the March for Life in Washington, D.C. is taking place this Friday. Join this new beginning by signing up to pray and fast in solidarity with the marchers at relevantradio.com slash fast and receive our free downloadable booklet. It's called The Choice is Love to help you answer the most pressing questions about the abortion debate with compassion and church grounded teachings. Join us this Friday for hashtag fast for life and you can sign up uh, this morning at relevantradio.com dot com slash fast. Here's what some of the folks uh, that are participating are saying. Rose from Philadelphia writes, I'm nursing my newborn, so I can't fast with food, but I'll fast social media and TV. Lucia from Pennsylvania says, I'm attending the March for Life, but I will also fast from negative thoughts about those who support abortion. I want to bring in our morning air team, Glenn and Sarah. Glenn, what are a few of the Big stories that uh, are making headlines here on this Tuesday morning. Well, the Biden missing classified document saga continues. Uh, the latest uh, on this uh, last batch found at, at his home, of course, next to the uh, Corvette in the garage at the Biden private residence, is that there are no visitor records, no logs of visitors, people who might have been in the home and might have accidentally come across those or even on purpose for that matter. Uh, John, at the White House, uh, meticulous logs are kept of who comes and goes, but not so at the president's private residence. Uh, it is a saga indeed, uh, Glenn, and I find it extremely hard to to believe that there's zero records of um, who goes in and out of the president's uh, private home. The Secret Service have got to have some kind of an idea of, uh, of the visitors uh, over the last few months. And, you know, it's still, there's so, so many questions when it comes down to this whole uh, scandal uh, for the president. Uh, uh, the biggest question is, why was this not uh, released to the American people right before the, the uh, midterm elections? That's a, a question that we still don't really have an answer to. And then the other question is, what's in these documents? We still have no idea what's in the documents. Yeah, that would be good to know what's in there. Um, also, as far as timing, um, some find the timing interesting as well, that it's coming out about the time that he was uh, mentioned as announcing he'd run again in 2024. So who knows if that's holding that up a little bit perhaps as well. Perhaps some folks in his own party don't want uh, President Biden to run again. Yeah, that uh, that could well be. That could well be his numbers better than they, they were for a time there. 
which maybe got the family thinking that let's try this again, but uh, we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, uh, NFL Monday Night Football uh, last night, the Dallas Cowboys uh, routed Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14. to Dak Prescott, with four touchdown passes on the night, he also ran for another, as heard on ESPN. Prescott, end zone touchdown, Dallas. Schultz's second of the night. Good protection, and the pass wide open, touchdown lamb. And Dak Prescott has had a fantastic night. He was outstanding as we watched Tom Brady come out to shake hands and find Dak Prescott. If, in fact, this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is thank you and what a career. Glenn, a lot of speculation. Was last night Tom Brady's last NFL game? Could this be it for the seven-time Super Bowl champion? I don't know. I had some stuff uh, doing around the house, but kind of watching the game with one eye and uh, noticing Cowboy touchdown after touchdown without extra points, by the way. The kicker had some trouble last night, but uh, everything else really clicking for the Cowboys. But in the end, Brady ran off the field, kind of looked like it was game three in a regular season, you know, 10 years ago or something like that. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned before the program, he has a bit of a poker face when it comes to showing the emotions on the field. A little different from Aaron Rodgers looking around Lambeau Field wistfully at the end of the player, uh, Packers last game. Uh, and uh, both guys, I believe, under contract uh, for the next year with those teams. But we'll, we'll see. There's some speculation Brady may play again, but, but do it elsewhere that after that fabulous career, he doesn't want to go out on a, a losing note. Many still consider him to be the GOAT, the greatest of all time at the quarterback position. And keep in mind that uh, he does have a uh, NFL uh, commentator analyst position waiting for him at, uh, at Fox uh, if he uh, wants to get rid of uh, the helmet and shoulder pads. You know, and if you're in your mid-40s feeling a little creaky after maybe shoveling some snow or something this winter here, he's going to turn 46 next summer. And so he's uh, still in. And he's just a year removed from uh, leading the league in, uh, in yardage uh, and touchdowns for the season last year. We'll have to stay tuned and see, uh, see what happens. Meanwhile, uh, turtles are in the news this morning. Well, that's right. That's right. So we like to think about turtles. Uh, Kia has that that uh, that TV commercial that shows a character that almost looks like Jesus in terms of the, the classic beard uh, driving a, a particular vehicle, raking the beach, making it safe for those little turtles. And if you would Google Jesus saves turtles, you'd, you'd see what we're talking about there. But uh, uh, it seems that uh, in South America, along the beaches of Brazil and Bolivia, about 80 thousand adult female turtles seen laying their eggs it's the largest gathering of that on the planet and that's when the the little ones hatch and go scampering back into the ocean reminding me of my turtle i had for about a week as a little kid till my mom found out they carried salmonella or whatever and whether that's the deal or not i don't know but we had to (laughs) we had to get rid of the turtle and we we put it in the pond of a, a nearby cemetery and i swear you know 20 years later as a young adult I was going by there and saw this gigantic turtle, and they live to be, what, 80, 100 years sometimes, the old tortoises, but uh, I saw a big turtle. I don't know if that was mine, but, you know, 
so that's that's everything I got on turtles, Sarah. You got any turtle action well, in your I household? Mean, that is so great. To, with the, I'm thinking if as I, I'm a mother and my kids are always begging me for some sort of animal. To they've even tried to take little bunnies that were you know born in the spring and they're trying to sneak them into the house. So you're always coming up with something. Like, oh, I think that they carry disease. You know whatever it is to return them to the, their natural habitat because you don't want that habitat to be your house. So I kind of question whether you know you're how how truthful that is. About I don't know much about turtles, but uh, no, no turtles in our house except for, uh, well, maybe Ninja Turtles. We do have several uh, Ninja Turtles in our house. Me and my husband grew up in the 80s, so we got a lot of Ninja Turtle toys that we've been passing on. And, you know, when it comes to the Ninja Turtles, we don't allow any other kind of turtles other than the original. We are purists on the Ninja Turtle front. So how about you, John? All right, I'm dating myself. Uh, I remember the cartoon character, uh, Tudor Turtle which was hysterical back okay. when I was a kid. And uh, the only uh, turtle story I have is actually from my younger brother. He was little. He was probably like five or six. And he uh, he got uh, a, a turtle. I forget where he got it. I might have been at Cub Scouts. And he brought it home, and it's on the balcony uh, of our backyard. And the turtle fell off the balcony and landed on its uh, back. And the poor turtle, you know, cracked its back. And that was the end of the turtle. And my brother cried for days that oh, he lost man. his turtle. It was oh, so I'll never forget we, that John, story. What a sad story. Oh, man. <laughs> I still remember to this day that poor turtle falling off uh, uh, the uh, the balcony. Well, I guess those shells aren't as hard as we think they are. So don't drop them off any stories. That's the, the moral of today's story is don't test the turtle's back. Be careful with your turtle. All right, guys, as always, thanks so much. Okay. First things first, we always start uh, every morning, always in prayer, giving thanks to our Lord for all the many blessings, keeping in mind that every day is a blessing, every day is a gift. And we always ask through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn and of relevant rich, pray for us. Saint Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, co-patron of Relevant Radio, pray for us. We always invoke the Holy Spirit here every single morning when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. Wouldn't think of doing a show without the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You can always find us on Twitter, at Morning Air Show, as well as on our Facebook page. You can send us an email directly, morningair at relevantradio.com. Our number, if you want to be part of the program this morning, it's 888-914-9149. And now, it's time for another Tech Tuesday. Ready to assist you. Okay. Okay. I love that little robot. The world's largest consumer tech show, the Consumer Electronics Show 2023, took place in Las Vegas at the beginning of this month. This year, it included a mind-boggling variety of gadgets and all kinds of electronics. Joining us live is our tech expert and longtime Morning Air contributor, Mark Mastriani, uh, to share some of the highlights of uh, the Consumer Electronics Show 2023 and some incredibly innovative gadgets.
gadgets that are worth taking a look at. Mark is a passionate Catholic dad, a husband with 20-plus years of technology, new product development experience. For all things faith and tech, you can always follow Mark on Twitter, at GodLovesTech. Good morning, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us once again on another Tech Tuesday. It's great to be with you here at the beginning, still relatively early of the new year. Yeah, I can still say Happy New Year, John, without uh, <laughs> grimacing or, or or cringing a little bit. But Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I always <laughs> wonder, you know, when can, how long can we continue to say Happy New Year? <laughs> I usually say by mid-January, I hope your year is going well and is off to a great start. I, I pivot a little bit lately. There you go. Uh, well, that would be reading. right about now. We're, we're here uh, on uh, day 17 of, of this new year. Um, tell us about uh, this latest uh, Consumer Electronics Show uh, 2023. Uh, what was one of the, uh, the new tech gadgets uh, that uh, really got your interest? Yeah, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show has been around for over 35 years. It started in Las Vegas and it moved to a few different cities before taking up long-term residence in Las Vegas. Uh, the attendees at the CES 2023, the first week of January, 115,000 attendees. Wow. Is it back to where it was pre-pandemic? Almost uh, the, the record for attendance at a consumer electronics show in Las Vegas was in 2020, just two months before the global pandemic. <clears throat> the attendee list included over 171,000 folks. So I attended uh, CES 2019, which was nearly at its peak. And I can tell you, John, it is wild. Uh, almost every convention center in the city of Las Vegas has something going on associated to electronics. It is massive. There are buses going between convention centers. Different convention centers have different focus. This whole show started with two main anchor technologies, technology in and around the car and technology in and around your home entertainment center. Okay, so those two main anchor technologies are still present today. And the big hot news from those two anchor technologies in the car, it's how fancy the electronics, what can the electronics enable in an electric vehicle? Last year, BMW showcased a car that could change the color of its skin, the, the outer panels of the BMW concept car were made of e-paper, electronic paper, so it could change its patterns while driving. That <laughs> is wild. These are all concept cars. Yeah. This year, BMW showed a colorful version of that same concept, where instead of just black and white and shades of gray on the outside like 2022, the 2023 version could change its color of its uh, out exterior electronic skin. In addition, there's home entertainment inside the car. So those two main anchor technologies have blurred on many occasions throughout time. This is one of them. If your car is one big power plug <laughs> and power outlet simultaneously, then what else could you do? The 
the entertainment stations and screens for gaming and infotainment in the backseat especially have grown in size in 2023. So it takes usually three to five years for these concepts to see their way into mainstream production vehicles. But keep, keep your eyes open for optional home entertainment stations for each passenger in your vehicle in the next three to five years. Uh, you would think that it would be for the kids in the back seat because it, it would seem like it would be a huge distraction for anybody who's driving. You are correct. So uh, you typically, the infotainment screen in the front does driver controls, temperature controls, uh, the different driving modes. There is a, a good attempt to keep that those distractions away from the driver. But the other trend in cars is let the car drive for you most of the time, right? There's been a variety of different studies shown on how mature is self-driving cars, autonomy? And the answer is pretty good, uh, especially on highways. Self-driving is a feature kind of like cruise control, in my opinion. You can use it, but it does not overtake the responsibility of the human behind the wheel to make good prudential judgments. So that's still coming. It's a feature on a lot of electric vehicles but it's making its way into hybrids and also gas combustion engine vehicles over the next three to five year span as well. All right, Mark, what really uh, caught my attention uh, was the flying car. In fact, I'm looking at a picture of it. This is like right out of the cartoon, the Jetsons, something George Jetson would be buzzing around in. No exaggeration there whatsoever, John. That This is the first time I've seen something so close to real uh, showing its way at Consumer Electronics Show. There's been a lot of concepts, but this car can take off. It has propellers, and it can vertically take off and land. This car is more than three to five years away from production, but it is a concept that uh, is very interesting for a lot of people in congested uh, areas. I've always imagined closing my eyes when I've been in traffic, especially there where you are in the Chicago metro area, hitting a button and vertically taking off and, and jumping right over the traffic. Father Rocky there always is, says that the your traffic jams in big cities is good for us at Relevant Radio because that means that, that people can be listening uh, in their cars. I couldn't agree more. That's how I discovered Relevant Radio myself. And uh, this car is real. It can take off. It can land. It does not have all of its uh, Federal Aviation Administration clearances yet, but it's working its way through. Is it 10, 20, 30 years away from being available? My guess is 15 to 20 years from now, you're going to see vehicles that can take off and uh hover just above tractor trailers, there's going to have to be some kind of traffic rules in the third dimension just above us, uh, just so uh, each of us with our flying cars don't bump into each other. 
Well, Mark, uh, this is right out of the Jetsons, and uh, I, I think uh, the one thing to keep in mind, uh, this thing costs a ton of money. I mean, the average Joe could never afford uh, this type of vehicle. From what I'm seeing, the price tag, uh, uh, close to $790,000 for this flying car. Exactly, and they're using kind of the Tesla model, the Tesla business model, where you go in uh, asking a very high price for the first models, get people to sponsor the the movement, and then make more accessible vehicles later on. The other trend that we're going to be teasing throughout 2023 is artificial intelligence. It's in a lot of our products already. Uh, what kind of artificial intelligence are you already experiencing? Well, if you're texting someone and you see words suggested to finish your sentence, either in an email or a text message, that's artificial intelligence. In see it all the time. I, whenever I text, something pops up and suggests uh, to finish my sentence. And a, a lot of times they're right on. So true. That's, that's natural language models that are built in from Google and Apple into our devices. The last thing that's pretty common is taking a picture with your smartphone most smartphone cameras are pretty similar, but what makes them different is their image processing, and they think they know what good looks like. The software predicts what the best image could be. We're going to talk a lot more about this over the, over the coming months, but this year is going to be huge for artificial intelligence. Just a teaser, ChatGPT is a natural language chatbot built by the team at OpenAI. OpenAI has had a $1 billion investment from Microsoft, and they're in discussions to receive another $10 billion investment over the span of a few years to adopt more ChatGPT predictive language into more of Microsoft products, including the Bing search engine. Okay, Mark, uh, with the NFL playoffs underway in the Super Bowl and uh, not too far in the distant future, uh, a lot of folks like the big screen TVs, the, the giant, you know, 97-inch TVs. I understand there's an alternative now uh, that we uh, learned about uh, at this uh, uh, CES 2023. Well, projectors are still great. They're a great option. And so are VR headsets. <laughs> VR headsets, you can watch the Super Bowl on a VR headset. It's the equivalent of a 300-inch screen, John. But wow. also projectors have increased in their effectiveness on a blank wall. You can get a 100 to 150-inch screen from a projector these days. That is un unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, and I understand that uh, yeah, the, the wireless TVs now are are, are really uh, the uh, the coming thing. Right. That to be discreet, to be clean and fashionable, wouldn't it be great if your uh, TV can inductively uh, transmit and receive power from the power outlet? Uh, LG demonstrated that technology at this year's CES. All I can say is this was a, a quite a futuristic uh, consumer electronic show uh, 2023, uh, right out of uh, the future, right out of the uh, the old cartoon, The Jetsons. <laughs> you bet. That's so true.
Great we'll stuff. See how many things we get into our homes here in the next three to five years. For sure. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some more of these other uh, items uh, that were featured uh, in this show uh, uh, in, uh, in coming shows. Uh, Mark, as always, really appreciate uh, your uh, expertise and perspective. May God abundantly bless you. Thank you, Mark. Mark Mastriani, our tech expert for all things faith and tech. You can always follow Mark on Twitter at God Loves Tech. We need to take a short break when Morning Air continues. Uh, personal finance expert Howard Dvorkin uh, will join us to discuss uh, financial New Year's resolutions to achieve in 2023. So uh, stay with us here on this uh, Tuesday as Morning Air continues on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Morning Air, your home for faith, fun, and news in the morning. Jump into the conversation. Call 888-914-9149. Get on your feet. And welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for tuning in on this Tuesday morning. It's good to be with you here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Our power scripture from the Playbook of Life this morning is from Matthew 5.16. Jesus the Lord says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is what we try to do here every day on Morning Air and on Relevant Radio. As Catholic Christians, we need to shine the light of Christ wherever we go every day and be a light that shines in the darkness. We must walk in the light as our Lord Jesus Christ is our example. He is the true light of the world. We always pray with great confidence, Jesus, I trust in you. Our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888 888-914-9149. And of course, you can always send us an email directly if you have any thoughts or comments. Morningair at relevantradio.com. Now I want to switch gears and talk about money. It's uh, now 17 days since we started uh, 2023, and perhaps this year you decided to put your finances in order, but you're just not sure exactly where to start. I know that there's a lot of folks out there who feel the same way, including uh, this reporter. Joining us live this morning is Howard Devorkin, the chairman of Debt.com, to share some financial New Year's resolutions that uh, we can achieve this year. Uh, Howard is a serial entrepreneur, a two-time author, a CPA, a personal finance contributor to Forbes and Entrepreneur.com, and a community service champion. Howard Dvorkin has also appeared as a finance expert on national, local television and radio shows, including CBS Nightly News, ABC, World News Tonight, The Early Show, Fox News, CNN, and many more. Good morning, Howard. Thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be with you once again. Still early in the new year. I can still say Happy New Year. John, Happy New Year. Great to hear your voice. Blessed morning. Likewise, it's it's great to hear yours as well. And uh, you know, these fi- financial resolutions I know are on the minds of a lot of folks. Uh, but it's just it's not easy for a lot of people to change uh, their habits, uh, their mo, as though they've been operating sometimes for years in the same way. 
You know, it's interesting. When people are in debt, you could kind of see the similarities to alcoholism or even drug users. You know, but you can't go cold turkey with that. Meaning, if you want to stop drinking, you decide, I'm going to stop drinking. Or drugs the same way, hopefully. Um, you don't wean yourself off. Debt is so ingrained in people's budgets that it's very hard to do. Also, debt is okay if used properly. There's good debt, there's bad debt. Debt, taking out debt to buy a house or buy a car, I would say that's a good use of debt. Taking out debt on your credit cards to go buy a pair of shoes or some uh, electronics, probably not the best use of debt because whatever you buy, you're paying probably 15 to 25% more because you're using a credit card to take that out. So people need to wean themselves off, but most of us don't understand where we are. And the only way we can understand it is how much money are we working with? You got to do a budget, which is, you know, some of us don't know how. Some of us are intimidated on debt.com, my website. Uh, we have some tools that are able to help people get out of debt and walk them through the processes of preparing a budget. But frankly, you got to start there. You got to understand where you're going so so you know where where to to push forward i have a friend of mine says howard got to get the truck out of the ditch to go forward and in this case that is the uh he says it better he has a very heavy southern accent but uh frankly he, he he's right you gotta figure out where you are you gotta take a step back observe where you are also, people don't realize when you're in debt, you're paying more for that item, which is what I said before, meaning you could get something on sale and maybe a Black Friday sale where you saved $100, but that $100, if you're putting it on your credit card, guess what? That gets eaten up over time with interest charges. So you got to be very, very careful what you put on debt and try only to to put the things on debt where you get value for for years to come an education a car a house things like that putting your groceries on credit cards probably not a great idea because two weeks later guess what there's no more groceries in the uh, cupboard and you're going to be going back out to that grocery store gas tank you use up Try to pay cash for that, or if you're going to use credit cards for convenience, use a debit card or make sure that you go through and pay the bill off when the bill comes in. But you got to cut back. You got to figure out what <coughs> what your wants and needs are, and that's a big problem. Yes, I want I want this stereo system or this big screen TV. Um, but do I need it? I already have a TV. Um, that's probably a want, not a need. You know, do I need uh, to pay?
pay the electric bill. Yeah, you do, or else your electric gets turned off. And right now, we're seeing a lot of people struggling throughout the country at debt.com, and we're seeing them struggle for many reasons. Uh, the first part is, you know, the, the cost of the heating their houses and fueling their cars is incredibly expensive. I went shopping the other day. I almost fell over. We were having a party, and I bought a bag of potato chips. And granted, it was a big bag, but it was $7.50. $7.50 for a bag of potato chips. That's less than some people are are paying for eggs these days. My wife reminds me, you know, a few years ago, she was getting eggs for 80 cents a dozen. And now the, the price has gone through the roof. I mean, it is insane, the prices. And, and, you know, that's a good point. Do you really think that those prices are going to go back? I don't know about that. If if we get used to paying $7 for a bag of potato chips, which I don't think anybody could get used to that, I think I think they'll probably keep those prices at the same level. And as a society, you know, we just get used to it. When da- now I'm going to age myself. I remember when gas was under a dollar, and when it hit a dollar, people freaked out in the '80s when it hey, broke that dollar. I remember when bazooka bubblegum was uh, two cents. John, man, we're dating <laughs> ourselves here. <laughs> Half your half your listenership probably doesn't even know what bazooka is. <laughs> that is so so funny. Well, you know, there's there's all these different um, uh, possible uh, New Year's resolutions that you know uh, people are talking about that uh, has been written about in, in different uh, financial publications. And uh, one of the issues is the issue of savings. And I wanted to get your take on this uh, recent Experian poll of uh, uh, top financial resolutions for the year. And nearly uh, half, 49% of Americans say that they want to save more money. Do you, do you think this is a, a, a great resolution, but uh, so many people don't even know where to begin when it comes to trying to save more money? I think it's a great resolution. Unfortunately, it's one of those resolutions, like I want to lose weight this year, that some of us take to heart and some of us don't. I mean, the fact of the matter is everybody wants to save. Everybody wants to put our money, money away. But the fact is, when you do decide to do it, you can't touch it. That's why they call it savings. So you don't spend it. I mean, let's face it. The best person to pay is yourself. So the first person you pay, other than God, of course, but first person you pay, pay yourself. Um, Right off the top, take 10%, put it in the bank. Some people say I need an emergency fund. And, you know, my my counterparts at other places uh, say I want to save, I want to put six months of savings of my expenses away. That's really not realistic, to be honest with you. It's just not. You know, if you're in debt, you got to use that money, but everybody should have something in the bank. I mean, increase your, increase your 401ks, maybe put some extra money towards your IRA. Pay yourself first. Absolutely 
every time. And you could do it automatically. Most of us have direct deposit, um, and we're able to go through and wire money when we get paid into a, into our bank accounts. Set up with your company who you work for with their HR department, then maybe 10% of the net goes into a special account. Also, don't forget to make sure that you maximize the benefits of of uh, your 401k. I know when people want to raise, they come to me and I the first question I ask is, are you in our 401k? And some of them say no. I go, well, why not? I said, you get an extra, I match 50% of what you put in to your 401k. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you know that. You've sat in the same seminars I've sat in. Why don't you get a $1,000 raise for just showing up and doing this or whatever your income is? You know, truthfully, it amounts to thousands and thousands of dollars. So take advantage of any retirement plans that your, your employer offers And if they don't offer it, go to maybe Vanguard or one of the investment houses and open up an IRA, a Roth IRA, which is tax deferred. Pay yourself first. Rule rule one, how do you do that when you're in debt, John? That's a tough thing to do when you're in debt. That is, that is yeah. truly the, the, the question. And uh, Howard, there's many other uh, possible New Year's resolution that I want to get your take on. But first, we need to take a, a short uh, break. I want to bring in our listeners. If you have any questions or comments, uh, thoughts on financial New Year's resolutions for Howard Dvorkin, the chairman of Debt.com, we are taking your calls. 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. We're going to take uh, a short time out as we continue talking with Howard. Stay with us. There's much more to come on the other side. Looking at life from a Catholic worldview, this is Morning Air. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 888-914-9149 is our number, 888-914-9149. If you have any uh, questions or comments on financial New Year's resolutions that you want to achieve here in uh, 2023, we're talking this morning uh, with an expert, a financial expert, Howard Devorkin, the chairman of Debt.com. Uh, Howard, I uh, wanted to touch uh, base on the idea of uh, the importance of improving one's credit score. I know this is something that uh, you address at Debt.com, and it's, uh, I think, a, a resolution that a lot of folks want to improve, that credit score. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been a big uh, want every uh, re- resolution, every New Year's, people have a lot of beat-up credit scores, partially caused by the pandemic, and frankly, partially caused by that there's just too much easy credit given out there. But you want if you, people want their credit fixed, they got to pay their bills. They, you know, they got to pay their bills on time. Don't take on too much debt. There's a lot of complexities with. Uh, repairing your credit. There's also a lot of services out there, but those services, frankly, 
are not doing anything that a person can't do themselves. Um, you know, it's writing a series of letters, reviewing your credit reports, making sure the credit reports are accurate. If they're not, there's uh, uh, ability within the law that the consumer can go and challenge what's on their credit report. And that's all these companies that are charging customers thousands and thousands of dollars uh, to do, do. And I'm telling you, I've been in the credit business for many, many years, three decades, and anything that they can do with a little effort, you can do. Frank, uh, you know, you just need to understand the nuances and understand how to do it. It's not very hard. Got to go to a reliable site, um, the government, uh, ftc.org is the governmental uh, site. They can tell you how to challenge your credit reports on debt.com. There's a good uh, 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 section to brief you on how to do it. Um, it is not hard, John. So people can do it themselves, save themselves thousands of dollars. You could get a free credit report by going to the website. Guess what it's called? Freecreditreport.com. Um, and you can get one a year. And frankly, I suggest everybody does that. What is a, a realistic uh, number? What's a, a low-end number, and what do you think is an ideal uh, higher-end number for a credit score? I mean, credit scores, you got to figure out. First, let's talk about how a credit score is derived. It's an algorithm written by two companies. One is a conglomerate of the credit reporting bureaus, and, and the other one, is the FICO score, which is widely used. The other one, the first one I spoke about is the Advantage score. The FICO score is an algorithm of different factors. You know, do you, how much debt do you have? How much debt are you carrying? Have you been laid on those credit on that? What kind of debt do you have? What's your age? All these different factors popping in. People need to go through and understand that not so much because I'm not talking about credit score. If you if your credit report is clean, your credit report your credit score is going to be higher. So basically, to answer your question, you know anything north of 650 is a good credit score. Obviously, the higher you get, I've seen it up to 850 on certain people. I have never seen a credit score 900, which they say it's out there, but I've never seen it. Um, you know, it's interesting because people tend to, uh, you tend to get points deducted. We all start out at a very high credit score and deduct out. Myself, I carry no debt, but I utilize credit cards pretty heavily, and they take away from that. I should have an 850, 900 credit score, but because I utilize on a monthly basis, which I always pay off every month, um, they deduct it. So I'm right around 800-ish. Um, but more importantly, you start off with one score and you get deducted points 
for utilization and how you utilize your credit score and your history and the type of credit score you have. So I would say anywhere from 650 to 750, you're in great shape. You don't need any help, um, but you should always check your credit score uh, on a day, on an annual basis. You get a free credit report uh, and, and make sure that it's accurate, that everything on there is accurate because let's face it, these companies are putting in millions and millions of pieces of information an hour on U.S. consumers, and they're not perfect. Sometimes they screw up, and, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, you're John Smith Jr., but John Smith Sr., your father, has bad debt. Both of you live at the same house. So that's something that is a challenge, so you should always check your credit score. And, and, and that is a good thing to do every year. Just calendar it, and you could get it for free, and I strongly suggest everybody look at their credit well, Howard, uh, Joe is uh, joining us this morning from uh, Passaic, New Jersey. Good morning, Joe. You're on uh, with Howard Dvorkin. Yes, good morning. How are you guys? Uh, I have a credit score of about 830. I have a tremendous amount of credit cards with very high credit limits, but I'm not using. How do I cut back on the credit cards without affecting my credit score, or should I? Great, great question, Joe, by the way. I hail from the great state of New Jersey, so you, poor John had two Jersey guys on the phone with him this morning. Um, to answer your question, Joe, um, cards that you don't use, you should probably turn off because that does affect uh, your credit um, because it's out there, it's available to you. But if you're not going to use that JC Penny card ever any time in the future, you probably don't need it. Um, so I would suggest you use that, uh, that you take it off, turn it off, whatever cards you have, it ain't, you're not carrying that much debt, if any. Am I correct? Right. I have credit cards like 12,000. You know, credit limit on it, I have nothing, maybe $100 the most once in a while. Right. And so you could cut some of them down. You probably, you know, most people come to debt.com with a handful of credit cards. You know, somebody came, comes in, the average is about eight credit cards. We don't need eight credit cards. People don't need eight credit cards. It's hard to keep track of. So you could pretty much close some of those down. Uh, but, you know, if you do be careful, if you need to open them up again for some reason, it might be a little more challenging. Joe from New Jersey, thanks so much uh, for being with us. Howard, we're down to less than a minute. Uh, your final thoughts here on resolutions. Listen, resolutions, pay yourself first. Enter your uh, company's 401k if they don't have one. Go and start up a uh, IRA, IRA account. If you go through, make a budget, go through the budget, figure out what debts need to be paid off first. If it's go after those, those cards or those cards with the highest interest rates, 
and just have yourself a blessed uh, new year. Those are all uh, g- great suggestions. Uh, it's e- easier said than actually done. You got to then uh, put it into action, uh, Howard. I really appreciate uh, your your practical advice. Uh, obviously, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Thanks so much uh, for being with us. Thank you, John. Have a great year. For much more, you can go to Debt.com. There's all kinds of great resources there. Howard Dvorkin, the chairman of Debt.com. And now it's time for another episode of Glenn's Story Corner. Our story today is called The Mouse Trap. A mouse looked through the crack in the wall to see the farmer and his wife open a package. What food might this contain, the mouse wondered. He was devastated to discover it was a mouse trap. Retreating to the farmyard, the mouse proclaimed the warning, There's a mouse trap in the house! There's a mouse trap in the house! The chicken clucked and scratched, raised her head and said, Mr. Mouse, I can tell this is a grave concern for you, but it's of no consequence to me. I cannot be bothered by it. The mouse turned to the pig and told him, There's a mouse trap in the house! There's a mouse trap in the house! The pig sympathized but said, I'm very sorry, Mr. Mouse, but there's nothing I can do but pray. Be assured you're in my prayers. The mouse turned to the cow and said, There's a mouse trap in the house! There's a mouse trap in the house! The cow said, Wow, Mr. Mouse, I'm sorry for you, but it's no skin off my nose. So the mouse returned to the house, head down and dejected to face the farmer's mouse trap alone. And that very night a sound was heard throughout the house like the sound of a mouse trap catching its prey. The farmer's wife rushed to see what was caught. In the darkness, she did not see it was a venomous snake whose tail the trap had caught. The snake bit the farmer's wife. The farmer rushed her to the hospital, and she returned home with a fever. Everyone knows you treat a fever with fresh chicken soup, so the farmer took his hatchet to the farmyard for the soup's main ingredient. But his wife's sickness continued, so friends and neighbors came to sit with her around the clock. To feed them, the farmer butchered the pig. The farmer's knife, the wife, did not get better. In fact, she died. And so many people came for her funeral. The farmer had the cow slaughtered to provide enough meat for all of them. The mouse looked upon it all from his crack in the wall with great sadness. So next time you hear someone's facing a problem and think it doesn't concern you, remember, when one of us is threatened, we're all at risk. We're all involved in this journey called life. We must keep an eye out for one another and make an extra effort to encourage one another. Each of us is a vital thread in another person's tapestry. From 1 John 4.11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. As always, Glenn, thanks again for yet another inspirational story corner. Coming up next hour here on Morning Air, Catholic evangelist Martha Fernandez Sardina, the founder of RememberYouAreLove.com, will tell us about living a faith-filled, hope-anchored, and love-driven life. Plus, Catholic apologist William Albrecht will discuss the upcoming Word of God Sunday started by Pope Francis and the importance of sacred scripture, the Bible, for all Catholics. Stay with us. There's much more to come in the final hour of Morning Air here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.